Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome, welcome back, Shabbat Shalom. I want to um, welcome all of the new people and I want to welcome back all of the old reliables. I thank you for being here with me and I hope that you are enjoying your Sabbath. Before I start this Sabbath lesson, I wanna say this, I hope that you um, have been enjoying the lesson in regards to the consummation of time. Um, I worked hard on it. I also had a, have another major, um, lesson that I'm working on. And I don't know how long that's going to be either. Um, doing these lessons, uh, a lot of them to get people to understand what's going on in these times is um, sometimes difficult. I'm not gonna say always, cause like I said, when the rock is dealing with me, the stuff just flows out, literally it flows out. But sometimes um, uh, the call to remembrance comes into play because even though um, one does meditate on the scripture, uh, one does take notes, um, of scriptures I mean it's so much how much can you uh, contain and obtain so um, at some times uh, it's it's a lot um, with this past lesson consummation of time it took a while because like I said it was so many things that came into play along with so much research um, I don't want to sway off the topic. I just um, am hoping that you are enjoying the lesson. Um, lesson two just dropped on Wednesday. I hope people understand it. I give people as much information as possible so that they can look at it themselves. I want to say this too. I said that I'm going to upload a lot of books. I'm not going to upload those books until after the whole lesson. Okay. I'm not going to put those lessons in between the, uh, the four lessons that I did. I'm going to upload all those books after the fourth lesson. That's what I'm going to do. So, um, that you'll have a, um, reference. You can just go to all four books. Um, I mean, sorry, all four lessons. It's more than four books I'm upload. Again, I hope that you are enjoying your Sabbath. And we are currently on 
the outline and reading number five, which is First Kings chapter 13, 14, and 15. Hold on, I'm going to be drinking my water throughout this lesson. I have my um air conditioner and everything going. Ooh, it's so hot in this office. It's very hot in this office. Let me turn this air conditioner off. It's extremely hot in this office because I have so many computers and all this stuff going. So bear with me. Oof. I feel like I'm roasting. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm gonna be doing first Kings chapter 13, 14, and 15. And currently the outline, which is the highlights of that, I will be reading them straight out. Like I said last week, I might cliff note um, Second Kings. It depends on how th this goes. Not sure yet. But if I do, then I'll be able to cover more um, chapters. Um, let us move forward to the highlights. Um. I'm not even going to talk about last week because if I talk about last week, it just takes up more time. Uh, at this point, you should be listening and um, even moving forward with your own scriptures. Um, I want to say this. I can't do everything for you. No, nobody can do everything for you. This, uh, the purpose of this or these lessons or whoever you listening to is for you to seek the kingdom for yourself to secure your place in the kingdom by doing the work. Now, as everybody wakes up who are in the children of Israel, as people are waking up, people are going to feel compelled to get their brethren in a place that they have to be secure. And only the children of Israel understand know, uh, what that means because only the children of Israel know how much stuff they've endured. Only the children of Israel know how much they've endured from everybody. So the first thing people do when they find out the truth is to want to tell everybody so that people can be in the know so that they can get themselves right. Um, I am also one of those people. So my goal is to get both flocks to where they need to be. Uh, for the children of Israel to understand what your history entailed and how it has everything to do with today. This is why I do what I do in everything. Everything I do, everything I upload, everything I talk about is connected and relevant. So a lot of times that's what people do. They have to show the children of Israel and the second flock the root of a matter because, and that's the, the beginning of the matter, the genesis of a matter, whatever you want to say. I call it the root because a lot of people, like I said, the metaphor is you can see the top of the flower, but you don't know what's going on at the bottom. How did it, how did the flower come to be? What's going on down there? What happened? How did it, how did it sprout out this way? So you need to know the genesis of a thing which is the beginning of a thing and how it um, went from there to today. So that's what I try to do in every way. And a lot of people do too, the way that they do it. And this is the way that I do it. Okay. Um, with that being said, you know, my, my thing is to um, 
read the scriptures out and tell you exactly what's going on so that you know, so that there'll be no mystery. Because a lot of people, they go to church and they're not being read the Bible. They're um, being taught about how they can get money, how they can live a happy life with financial success. That's basically what it is. Oh, you, you're going to be, um, I'm not even going into it. I already went into that 50 gazillion times. Like I said, they go to church to feel good, to get this temporary high. And then they um, talk about the most high as if he's this genie in a bottle. That you could just let him go anytime you want something, honey. Yeah, just let him go. Um, or the man upstairs, which there's no such thing as the man upstairs. I'm just saying, I'm trying to make this situation as real for you as possible. I'm trying to get you to understand that all this stuff that um, is being said in these scriptures and that's happening around you is for real. It's not a game. It's not fake. None of that. And um, for the children of Israel, and later on the second flock, I have to say later on the second flock, because the second flock is not connected to the children of Israel. They're proselytes. Um, and you know what I mean when you started listening to the lesson, and you're on number two, so you understand what it means. But for the children of Israel, you have a long history of insubordination. Your forefathers have a long history of insubordination. And in order to turn that around, you got to know who you are, who you belong to, turn from your wicked ways, repent, 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 meaning ask for forgiveness. You in your own head may say, I didn't do nothing, but your forefathers did. And we unfortunately have to pay for what our forefathers did. Everybody, every human being that's walking on this earth have to pay for that for, for what their forefathers did. Even though the scriptures say at some point, okay, um, the Most High is not going to punish uh, the children, the future children for what the forefathers did. The word already went out. And that's the law, actually. So it got so bad because, you know, it got so bad. The Most High, he's always graceful. He's always merciful. So it got so bad at one point because the forefathers was doing so much wicked stuff. Then the Most High said, I'm not going to let your progeny take the downfall for all the nonsense you did. Children of Israel, not everybody else, because the law is <laughs> you're going to reap what you sow. So if your forefathers reaped wickedness, destruction, division, murder, you won't get it. But for the children of Israel, the most I said, no, because if I did that, I won't have no children. And those people who've been listening to the consummation of time, they understand what that means in regards to the children of Israel. Because enough is enough. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. All has fallen short, but enough is enough. I mean, we have some forefathers that have done some really wicked things. Wicked. That's why it's only going to be a remnant of the children of Israel going. So with that, I say, um, we're going to move forward and we're going to learn firsthand what the forefathers of the children of Israel have done. This is why the children of Israel is in the position that they're in now. So I'm going to give you the highlights and then we're going to move on with the reading. Let me put my glasses on. Now, just to give you a little short 
piece of information about last week. Um, Solomon is um, dead and Rickaboam succeeds him. So just know that. Okay. So Rigaboam and Jeroboam. So Rigaboam, uh, we already went through this last week. Rigaboam, um, he transgressed the law, okay? And so did Jeroboam. So, well, not too much. Uh, Rigaboam is um, Solomon's son. And since Solomon sinned, and we talked about this last week, even though I said I wasn't going to say it, Solomon sinned. So the most I said, he's going to divide the house. Okay. The house is divided. Uh, Yahuda and everybody else. And actually some of Benjamin is with Yahuda, but not all of them. So um, a little bit of Benjamin and Yahuda is one house and everybody else is the second house. Okay. Um, Rigaboam is... Um, uh, Solomon's son and he gets one piece of the house because the most High said I'm gonna get you Solomon but I'm not gonna take the whole kingdom away from you because of the promise for David I already told you that and now Jeroboam the most High said that he was gonna give him the rest of the kingdom but Jeroboam didn't have enough um, loyalty number one belief and faith well faith and belief is the same thing no trust no loyalty no faith in the most High and then he went um he started um, building idols. Uh-huh. Now, that was last week. I did not want to say that, but I uh, got to give you a, a summation. All right. First Kings 13, 1 through 5, Jeroboam's hand with this. Um, 6, and the prayer of the prophet is restored. 7 through 10, the prophet departs from Bethel. 11 through 19, an old prophet brings him back. 20 through 22, he is reproved by the Most High. 23 to 25, slain by a lion. 26 through 30, buried by the old prophet. 31 through 32, who confirms his prophecy? 33 through 34, Jeroboam's abstinency. Now, let us move forward i am reading from the um amplified bible because it's regular english if there's something that needs to be said or known in the CFO, which is more accurate in their days using the same um using the um, closest words to regular hebrew i will let you know all right jeroboam is warned and stricken okay hold on Hold on one minute. While I um read these, I always take notes too because I have to keep them for myself. All right. Now behold, there came a man from the Most High from Judah to Bethel by the word, which is the command of the Most High, while Jeroboam was standing by the altar, which he had built to burn incense. Now remember, Jeroboam is the one who sinned because he didn't, um, he wasn't loyal to the most high. He didn't trust the most high. He didn't trust his word. Okay. The man cried out against idolatrous, the idolatrous altar by the word of the most high. O altar, altar, thus saith the most high, behold, a son shall be born to the house of David 
Josiah by name. So the Most High sent somebody to proclaim a successor. Josiah by name. And you shall, and on you shall be the sacrifice, the blood, um, excuse me, the bodies of the priests of the high places who burn incense on you and human bones shall be burned on you. Just hold on, because we're going to find out what that means. Read this paper. This paper. Okay, trying to turn these pages. Hold on. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Most High has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be split apart, and the ashes that are on it shall be poured out. And there's a bridge, 2 Kings 23, 15, and um, 16. Then the king heard, when the king heard the words, which the man of the Most High cried out against the altar in Bethel, Jeroboam put out his hand from the altar saying, seize him. And his hand, which he had put out against that prophet, withered. Uh-huh. You see, the Most High is not playing. You're not going to play with the Most High's word, honey. You're not going to play with the word. So that he was unable to pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart. The ashes were poured out from the altar in accordance to which the sign which the man of the Most High had given by the word of the Most High. The king answered and said to the man of the Most High, which is a prophet, Please entreat the favor of the Most High, your L, and pray for me. You see, after he did all of that, now he wants the, um, the, the prophet to pray for him. Stop. That my hand may be restored to me. So the man of the Most High, which is the prophet, entreated the Most High, and the king's hand was restored to him and became as it was before. Mm -hmm. And the king said to the man of the Most High, Come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. But the man of the Most High said to the king, even if you were to give me half of your house and your wealth, I wouldn't go home with you. Nor would I eat bread or drink water in this place. Oh, okay. <laughs> For I was commanded by the word of the Most High that you shall not eat bread or water. Listen. You shall not eat bread or water, nor shall you turn by the way you came. So he went another way, and he did not return the way he came to Bethel. This is what the Most High is telling the prophet. I'm going to say this. When the Most High tells you to do something, especially the prophets, and you don't do it, the Most High is going to require your life. Your life. And he says this also to another major. Well, this person was just a regular prophet, but he says that to Ezekiel. Uh-huh. You're supposed to be the watchman. And if you don't deliver this message that I told you to give these people, I'm going to require your life. And they stumble, I'm going to require your life. 
But if you go and you tell them people what I told you and they don't listen, then their life's going to be required. This is what uh, the prophets have a lot to deal with. The prophets have a lot on their shoulders. When the most high chooses a prophet, the prophet got a whole lot on his shoulders. Okay. They have that prophetic crown over their head. Heavy is the crown. Excuse me. Heavy is the head that wears that crown of prophecy because you got to be really responsible okay you got to carry that word of the most high and he's not playing with you now the disobedient prophet now remember the prophet told um uh jeroboam uh-uh your kingdom gonna be split in half he said that and then the uh when the uh king jeroboam tried to have this prophet this particular prophet killed his hand with it because he was pointing the finger. And most I was like, ah, 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 no, no, no. I'm going to bend that finger all up. It's going to be with it. It's going to be old and like it's going to fall off. And then this prophet prayed and the hand was restored. So the most high told that prophet, don't go back there. Don't sit and have no meeting, no powwow, no woo, woo, woo with these people. Nothing. Go back where I told you. And that was what the prophet was supposed to do. Now we're going to read the nonsense. The disobedient prophet. Now there was an old prophet, listen, living in Bethel. Because the Most High sent that regular, the, uh, the prophet he sent to tell the message and go on back where he was. Now there was an old prophet living in Bethel. And his sons came and told him everything that this prophet, who the Most High sent to the king, uh, did on behalf of the Most High. And they also told their father the words which the prophet had spoken to the king. Their father asked them, who is an old prophet, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of the Most High came from Judah to go home. He said to his son, saddle up my donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey up and he rode away on it and went after the man of the Most High, who the, uh, who the Most High sent, this, uh, sent that word. And he found this prophet sitting under an oak tree. And he said to him, are you the man of the Most High who came from Judah? And the prophet said, I am. Now, here we go. Then the old prophet said to him, come home with me and eat bread. Now, remember the most high told him, don't stay in Bethel. Go back where you came from. Go do what I said. Go, um, go over to Bethel. Do what I said. Tell that king what I said and leave. Okay. Now this old prophet is coming, trying to uh, uh, talk to the new prophet, get in his head and get him to do what he wanted him to do. So, Again, 15, he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. The old prophet who's the finagler is saying to the young prophet who told, uh, who the Most High told him to deliver the word and leave Bethel. And the, new pro the young prophet said, I cannot return with you, nor go in with you, nor eat bread or drink water with you in this place. Why? Because it's um, that king... Uh, um, put up all of these uh, statues 
idols that people should worship. He didn't listen to the Most High. He didn't trust the Most High. He wasn't loyal to the Most High. And the Most High made him the king. This why. The Most High said, get out of there. Say the word and go. Okay? So this old prophet who's in Bethel still want the new prophet to go with him. For I was told by the word of the Most High, this is the young prophet saying, you shall not eat nor drink water there nor return by the way you came. If you came one way, don't go back the same way. He answered him, I too am a prophet. Uh-huh, listen, because the devil talks. This is where the devil come in. The devil talks to everybody at all times. When you start listening, now you can hear what's being said in your head because that's how the devil attacks you. Through your head, your conscious mind, that's how he throws um, um, messages in there. If you don't believe that, look at a part of your body that you don't like. And ask yourself why you don't like it. Just ask yourself why you don't like this, why you don't like that, why your butt is too big, you think it's too big, your nose is too big, your eyes are there. The Most High said you blessed and highly favored. So how can you go against what the Most High said when he made you? Uh-huh. Back to what I was saying. And he answered them, I too am a prophet. This is the finagling old prophet. As you are and an angel... Uh-huh, spoke to me by the word of the Most High. He's lying, saying, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied. Uh-huh, he lied to the prophet of the Most High. What did I tell you? When the devil's talking to you, and he always does, because he's a spirit, he don't sleep, he don't slumber, he don't take coffee breaks, he don't go on vacation, he don't go to the bathroom and take water breaks, none of that. He's constantly talking to you in your head, in your ear. You can hear everything that's say, um, being said, but when you listen to it, that's when it becomes active. When you listen to it, you heed the word. And this is what's happening right now. Now this old prophet then lied to the young prophet and told the um, young prophet, oh yeah, I, hear, I heard from the most. He didn't say he heard from the most high. He said he heard from the angel. And the angel told him that the most high said, oh, come back and go eat with him. When the most high didn't say nothing. And the most high made it perfectly clear to the young prophet, don't stop. Don't go the same way you came. Deliver the message and leave. That's what the Most High said. Meanwhile, he stopped and this uh, this prophet who was, um, uh, it, uh, let me tell you this. We at any time, anytime, this is why I say full, say, this is why I say stay full because at any time the devil could come in. At any time, if you are not full with the word of the Most High, if you are not listening to the word of the Most High, if the Most High prompted you to do something and you turn to the left or the right, you're not listening to the Most High because you're not listening to what the Most High said. Now, we understand that this is the case because the old prophet is talking to the young prophet and trying to get him to go somewhere that he should not be going. Okay? So, the old prophet lied to the young prophet. So, the man of the most high, which is the young one, listening to the propaganda of the old prophet, he went back with him and ate uh, bread at his house and drank water. So, what did he do? He transgressed the command of the most high. The Most High said, deliver the message and get out of there. Don't go the same way you came. Get the heck out of Dodge. What did he do? He stopped. He sat there. And then the devil had way to get somebody to go um, go pick him up. 
uh-huh and get him to do what the most i told him not to do what did i tell you about the root of situations the devil could get in anybody at any time all has fallen short of the glory of the most high all okay and a lot of times you get tripped up just by what it could take one second. Just you could get tripped up one second. That's why you must stay full with the word of the most high. You must stay full. Yeshua says this because any way that the, um, that the um, robber can get in, he's going to get in anyway by talking sweet to you, by telling you he's hurt. He's, oh, I don't feel good. Playing on your heartstrings, all of that. Yes, can give way to the robber coming in and tying you up and taking your life. Verse 20. Now it happened as they were sitting at the table that the word of the most high came to the prophet, excuse me, prophet who brought him back. Now the most high started talking to the old prophet and he cried out to the man of the most high who had come from Yahuda, thus saith the most high, because you have disobeyed the word of the most high and have not kept the commandment, which the most high Yael commanded you. This is the old prophet, the most high speaking through him, but came back to have, hold on, came back to have eaten bread and drunk water in the place which the most high said to you, you shall not eat water. I mean, eat bread and drink water. Your body shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. That means he ain't going to be buried where his fathers are. After the prophet of the house, the old prophet had eaten bread. And after he drunk, he saddled the donkey for the prophet who brought him back, who he had brought back. Now, when he had gone, a lion, listen, listen, listen. This is the, the younger prophet. The younger prophet, the old prophet uh, uh, was filled with the most high's word, told the young prophet, for you not listening to me, you're not going to be buried where your, um, your forefathers are. What did he say? What did the most high say? The most high tells prophets, you're going to deliver the message. Because if you don't deliver the message, I'm going to require your life. And if I give you a message and you lead people astray, I'm going to require your life. If I give you a message and you tell the message to the people I told you to tell the message and they don't listen, their lives are going to be required. You're going to be good. So that's the law or command that the Most High tells the prophets. Okay? So the old prophet uh, told the young prophet, you ain't going to be buried with your um your forefathers, meaning you can ready to die, okay? So when he saddled his donkey, and, and honestly, it was the old prophet's fault. I already told you the devil got into that old prophet and finagled the young prophet to go back with him. So for that, for listening to that old prophet and not the most high, he's going to die. 24. Now, when he had gone, the lion met him by the side of the road and killed him. Uh-huh. And his body was thrown in the road by the lion with a donkey standing beside it. Now, I'm going to tell you, wait, let me finish it, then I'll tell you. The lion was also standing beside the body. Now, I'm going to tell you how, how the Most High ain't playing with none of us. The Most High said what he said in regards to um, prophets and what they're supposed to do. 
You don't listen to the most high, you're going to get what you get. Not only did the lion wait for him, because most high said, lion, go on over there and go get him. Okay, his life will be quiet right now. The lion went on over there and just killed him and plopped him right in front of the side of on plopped him in the road and didn't even touch the donkey. Him, the, the lion and the donkey was just sitting there, just looking. They listen to the most high. I'm gonna tell you about animals, honey. They know they got a sixth sense. All the animals do. Because number one, the animals was made before humans was made, and number two. They don't have they don't have this free will thing and all of that other stuff like we do. We have conscious minds. We have a soul, uh, a spirit that animates us, and we live in a body. Animals are spirit and flesh. That's what they are. They don't have a soul like we do. They don't have conscious. I'm not gonna say conscious thought, but they don't have a uh, mind that gives them the free will and all this other stuff. They have instincts. It's different. So uh, they go right back to the Most High. They go right back to the most high because they didn't do all this other stuff. They didn't do all the wicked stuff that we did. That's what that is. So the most high told that lion, go on over there and eat him, bite him all up. Maybe not eat him, but bite him all up, kill him and just throw him anywhere. You in there, donkey, and just sit there and look. Because mm -hmm. I said what I said. 25. And there were men passing by. Mm -hmm. And they saw the body thrown in the, in the road. And the lion standing beside the body. So they came and told about it in the city of Bethel where the old prophet lived. So they told the old prophet what happened. And the old prophet knew, even though he was a liar. When the prophet who had brought him back from the road heard about it, he said, this is the man of the Most High. He knew this. That old prophet was a, a demon. And I'm not saying was a demon. I'm saying uh, the things that he said was lies. So naturally the devil got into him in that point and, and finagled that other one. Cause that's what it is. Cause if he's supposed to be a prophet of the most high, then you ain't supposed to go against the most high's word. Anyway, the old prophet said, this is the man of the most high who was disobedient to the word of the most high. Therefore the most high has, and he, mm -hmm. The Most High has given him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him in accordance with the word of the Most High, which he has spoken to him. Mm -hmm. You know, this could also be a test too of the Most High. Because Most High does test. But anyway, 27. And he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. And they saddled it. And he went and found the body thrown on the road and the donkey and the lion standing beside it and the lion miraculously had not eaten the body or attacked the donkey what 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 did i just say the most high summon that lion go over there and attack him and just sit there just to let you know let people know i did this yeah and then I'm going to let that old prophet know what I did. Then the prophet, the old prophet, picked up the body of the man of the Most High and laid it on a donkey and brought it back. And he came into the city of Bethel of the old prophet to mourn and bury him. Because the old prophet knew he was wrong. He knew he was wrong. And he laid the body in his own grave and they mourned over him. Uh-huh. 
saying, alas, my brother. Now that old prophet knew he was wrong. You, I want to say this too. Let me read it and then I'll say something. I'll say, let me just say it. There's a lot of people who get very arrogant when they get a blessing. They get very arrogant. Instead of being humble, they'll get arrogant. And it gets to the point that uh, when somebody else comes and says something, they get a little bit jealous. They get a little bit envious. And then they want to either finagle, they want to lie, or they want to talk bad about somebody. This is what happens to the children of Israel, especially when they get um, either a blessing or something um, that the Most High poured his spirit out. They want to be the only one, feel like they're the only ones doing it or that they're right and everybody else is wrong. They don't want to feel left out. They don't want to feel like um, anybody's taking their thunder, anything. They don't, they're not humble enough to say, you know what? This person has something. This person has something to say, or this person is also um, blessed by the most high. No, they want to get angry. They want to get puffed up. They want to get jealous and envious. Instead of just saying, you know what? Um, I understand that the most high poured out his spirit and people going to be doing stuff for the most high's edification, not for my edification, but for the most high's edification. Cause the most high is going to be waking up a whole bunch of people and they're going to be saying a whole bunch of things the way that the most high wants them to just like this young prophet. And you see how the old prophet got puffed up and was like, Oh, I'm gonna go over there and finagle them. Yeah. Either you're going to get, either somebody's going to finagle you or they're going to, and when I say finagle, I mean manipulate, just in case people don't know what finagle means. Manipulate. So either you're going to be manipulated or you're going to be talked about or somebody's going to say, you saying something wrong, even though you're not, that's jealousy and envy. Okay. Or feeling like you getting left out or somebody saying something that they shouldn't when they proving it and bringing every store receipt they got. Okay. So let's move forward. Then after the old prophet buried him and he said to his sons, when I'm dead, bury me in the grave in which the man of the most high is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones because mm -hmm, he's the one who did it. For the words which he cried out by the word of the most high against the altar in Bethel and against all the houses of the high places, which are in the cities of Samaria shall certainly come to pass. Yep. After this event, Jeroboam still did not turn from his evil way. You see, Jeroboam still ain't doing it. The Most High sent somebody for him to heed the word. Jeroboam still didn't do it. But again, made the priests for the high places from among all the people. He ordained anyone who was willing. Uh-huh. So, you know, he uh, transgressed again because only the uh, only the priests of uh um oh gosh i forgot only the priest can do it okay the line of the priest can do it and he's just recruiting anybody because they're not gonna have the blessing on them because only the priests have the blessing this is why they didn't have any inheritance or nothing because the most high is their inheritance they the ones who's supposed to uh pray over the whole um yasharel but this fool jeroboam is just grabbing anybody so you know that's gonna be false prophecies and the prayers is going to fall short again. Or he ordained anyone who was willing so that there will be priests 
for the high places. You see what Jeroboam is doing? All kinds of nonsense. And this thing, this idol worship became the sin of the house of Jeroboam. More sins to blot it out and eliminate it from the face of the earth. You see the nonsense? You know what I don't get? I understand that the most high already knew what you was going to do before the foundation of the world. Yeah. He still brought you forth, whether it's wicked, evil, good, righteous, whatever you want to call it, whether it's wicked or righteous, he brought you forth for a purpose for his purpose. That's why I say it's kind of like chess because the most high has calculated everything by weights and measures. He already put everything together before the foundation of the world and people are doing what they do you know what i'm saying now i'm on um chapter 14 um uh, here's the highlights verses one through four abijah being sick jeroboam sends his wife disguised with presents to the prophet ahijah as shiloh ahijah forewarned by the most high denounces the most high's judgment you see that's five through 16 17 and 18 a high wait abijah abijah because there's abijah and ahijah abijah dies and in and is buried 19 and 20 nabed succeeds jeroboam 21 through 24 rigaboam's wicked reign Oh gosh. 25 through 28. Shishak spoils Jerusalem. 29 through 31. Abijam, you know that's not the real name because there's a J in it, succeeds Rigaboam. So you see the nonsense. The nonsense of it all. The nonsense. Here we go. Let me let me drink. Hold on. All right. Hold on. My cup. All right. Ahaja prophesies against the king. Now, this is the second one that's prophesying against the king. The king is a mess. At that time, Abijah, the son of the crown prince, which is the heir of Jeroboam, became sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, please set up and disguise yourself so that the people won't know that you are Jeroboam's wife and go to Shiloh. <sighs> the finagling. Ahijah the prophet is there, the one who told me that I will be king over his people. Oh, now he's saying this? Anyway, take with you 10 loaves of bread, some cakes, a bottle of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. Jeroboam's wife did so. She got up and went 20 miles to Shiloh and came to the house of Ahijah. Now Ahijah could not see because his eyes were dim from old age, so he was going blind. Mm -hmm. 
Ahaja was going blind. And the most high said to Ahaja, this, this is before the wife of Jeroboam came, honey. You know the most high is not playing. You see the stuff that I want you to understand the stuff that the most high had to go through with his children. You see the stuff? He tells them something. No, I ain't listening. He sent somebody else to do it. No, I ain't listening. It's just the nonsense over and over and over and over. And you wonder why the children of Israel keep getting humiliated by everybody. The Most High is not playing with the children of Israel at all. We at the last days. Children of Israel, you got to get your stuff together. You really do. Your forefathers already muddied the waters for you, literally and figuratively. They muddied the waters for you. Your best bet is to turn around and repent and pray for everybody. Because this is a mess. Five, and the Most High said to Ahijah, behold, the wife of Jeroboam is coming to inquire of you about her son. You see how they ask for stuff after they botch everything all up? You messing everything all up and now you want to um, start thinking about your kids and whatever else? Oh, good grief. To inquire of you about her son because he's sick. Mm -hmm. You shall say such and such to her for when she arrives, she will pretend to be another woman. You see how the Most High telling everything? He's just sitting up here watching everything. The Most High is just sitting up there watching. Everybody think they being smart. Everybody's finagling, being manipulative. They just being buttholes. The Most High is just sitting there looking, shaking his head. Mm -mm -mm. Six. So when Ahaja heard the sound of her feet as she came in the doorway, he said, now remember, he's blind. Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be another woman? No, he didn't bust her bubble. For I have been sent to you by the most high with a harsh message. Mm -hmm. So he's going to stop her right in her tracks. Okay, honey bun, let's not play these games. I already know who you are. And I came with a message. So you came, you came to me. I got a message for you from the most high. Go tell Jeroboam, this is the prophet, tell Ahijah's telling Jeroboam's wife, go tell Jeroboam, this is what the Most High, the L of Yasharel says, because I exalted you from among the people and made you leader over my children, Israel, and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. But you have not been like my servant David who kept my commandments and followed me with all his heart to do only what was right in my eyes but have done more evil uh -huh, than all the kings who were before you, not after, before you. Because there's, there's going to there's gonna be some kings coming up that's going to be horrible, child. Ooh. You did wickedness more than all the kings who came before you. For you have gone and made yourself idols of molten images to provoke me to anger and have cast me behind your back. No, this is not going down. Babe. And then you coming up here begging for help. You kick me in my face. You slap me in my face. You throw dirt on me. And then you're going to ask me to help you. Stop the nonsense. Hmm. Most high still say talking. Therefore, behold, through the prophet, I am bringing evil on the house, the royal line of Jeroboam. 
and I will cut off, that means destroy Jeroboam from every male. That means he's going to kill all the male, both bond and free in Yasharel. And I will utterly sweep away the house of Jeroboam as one sweeps away dung until it's all gone. Oh my goodness. The most I's not playing child. What he basically said is I'm getting rid of all the males of Jeroboam. I'm getting rid of the whole line and I'm going to sweep y'all away like dog poop. Get it away. Wash it, wash it away like it never was here. Yeah, that's what you get, Jeroboam. You're not going to play with the most high. 11. The dogs will eat the carcass of anyone belonging to Jeroboam who dies in the city. And the birds of the sky will eat the carcasses of anyone who dies in the field. For the most high has spoken it. So wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Rewind selector. Let me tell you what that means. It means anybody in Jeroboam's line that comes after him, because remember, he's cursing the sons. He ain't cursing the daughters. So the daughters could actually go and have children by somebody, but they still going to be Jeroboam's sons. And guess what? They're going to be destroyed too. And the bridge of Deuteronomy 28, 26 is there. And Deuteronomy 28, 26 says, and I'm loosely translated, they're going to be going in slavery in ships. And even Jeroboam's line is going to be destroyed from there. The Most High is snuffing out the whole line. That's why you're not going to play with the Most High. This is exactly why. Because you are a puff of smoke and a blade of grass. You're nothing to the Most High. He was graceful, gracious, merciful, and brought your blade of grass behind up in here. You didn't do what he said, and guess what? He's snuffing the whole root out. There will be no more root. That's how powerful the Most High is, okay? There you go, Jeroboam, right there on a platter. Your whole line going to be dead. Bye. Verse 12. Now it's for you, Jeroboam's wife. Arise and go to your, home, your own house. When your feet enter the city, the child Abijah will die. Yeah. Take him back on over there. He's going to be dead the minute you step your foot in that land. Bye, Felicia. Yes, the Most High is not playing. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he alone is Jeroboam's family. Will come to be placed in the grave because in him there was found something good and pleasing toward the Most High, the El of Yasharel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Most High will rise up for himself a king over Yasharel who will cut off the house, which is the royal line of Jeroboam, this day and from now on. The Most High is not playing, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And who is going to stop that? Who can stop that? Nobody. When the most I say, you know, I'm getting ready to cut all your, I give you a gift, Jeroboam. I'm giving you a gift. You gonna turn around and slap me in my face, spit in my face, throw dirt on me, and you gonna get your wife to come over here and beg me for stuff? Oh no, baby. I'm cutting all y'all off. You getting cut off. It ends with you, Jeroboam. It ends with you. Bye, bye, Felicia. Your loins will be dried up like a prune and a um and a raisin. It's going to be dried up. There you go. Anybody related to you going to be killed. Oh, my, my, my. And the Most High will strike Yasharel as a reed is shaken in the water. And he will uproot 
Yasharel from this good land which he gave their fathers. Now listen to the listen to the curse, because Israel's going to be snuffed out. Yeah, the Most High said it. This is what you need to understand. He said it. They're going to be uprooted. And he will scatter them uh -huh, beyond the Euphrates River because they have made their Asherim provoking the Most High to angle. I already told you what Asherim is. It's a statue that people was uh, bowing down to. It's idolatry. So now you want to be idolatrous. You want to smack me in my face, throw dirt in my face do stuff in front of my face and 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 after i give you the power the authority the money the everything you want to turn around and smack me in my face and then send your wife with this child over to me for me to heal you 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 crazy uh-huh the most high still speaking he will give up yasharel because of the sins of jeroboam which he has committed and with which he has made Yasharel sin by leading them into idolatry. What now? Aha. Uh -huh. And I'm going to say this. There's other books that talk about it. That there's a shepherd of Hermas, prophetic books that talks about how some of the Kings led all, not all, a lot of the children of Israel to sin. And then there's some of the children of Israel that led the kings to sin. You're going to see this. You're going to witness this. Now you see Jeroboam um, bringing all Yasharel, except Yahuda and a little bit of Benjamin, to sin by putting up idols and statues. After the Most High blessed him and, and gave him all kinds of stuff. I, and you wonder why children of Israel suffer the way they do. You wonder. Wonder no more. Now you know. So Jeroboam's wife arose and left. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And got back to the king's residence. She was entering the threshold of the house and a child died. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep. And all Yasharel buried him and mourned for him in accordance with the word of the Most High, which he spoken through the servant Ahijah the prophet the mess of it all you want to test the most high go ahead you're not gonna win okay you're not gonna win the most high is gonna win he whoever he goes up against they're not gonna win they ain't winning mm. you're not gonna win you're not gonna test the most high you will not win now, as for the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he made war and how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the king of Yasharal. So they basically telling you, because this these scriptures ain't going to tell you each and every little bit of the lives of the king. They're going to do their best though. But this part is telling you that there's a different book of the Chronicles of the Kings. And actually after second Kings, first and second Chronicles is after. So I'll tell you about the uh, Chronicles, the chronology of the Kings and what they did and what date and all that. And there's actual in regards to wars and all that. There's a, a another book 
that just talks about the wars of the children of Israel. Okay? And that's Josephus. So that chronicles all the wars, and so does a little bit of this chronicle of the king. So that's a FYI right there. Okay? That's a FYI. Just letting you know. Now we'll move on. The time that Jeroboam reigned was 22 years, and he slept with his fathers in death. Mm -hmm. And Nadab, Nadab, either Nadab or Nadab, his son reigned in his place. Now, you already know what the Most High said. There is a curse. There is a curse on the line. There is a curse on the line. And Most High said what he said about them. Okay? The curse is on the line already since um, um, he wants to go smack the Most High in his face and uh, put these idols up. Okay? So there is a curse on the line of Jeroboam, the sons. So one of his sons just took the place. Okay. Hold on. Oof. Rigoboam misleads Yehuda. This is the nonsense. Now we talk about we talk about Solomon's son. <laughs> oh boy. It's the nonsense for me. It is the nonsense for me. Hold on. I'm trying to hold up this book while I'm reading it. Hold on. All right. Okay. Now, Rigabon, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Remember, the Most High gave him Judah. He cursed Solomon and said his family ain't going to reign no more. But he, because of um, David, he's going to give him one and a half uh, lines of the children of Israel, which is a little bit of Benjamin and Yahuda. And I want you to notice Yahuda is the line of the kings. David came from that king. Um, David, Saul, Saul, Shaul, and David came from the line of the kings. So, Rigoboam, who is um, Solomon's son, reigned in Yehuda. Rigoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, okay, not Jerusalem because there wasn't no J's. In the city, the Most High has chosen from all the tribes of Yasharal, in which he put his name, his presence. His mother's name was Nama, the Ammonites. Oh, the Ammonites, the Ammonites. His mother's name was um, Nama, the Ammonites. I already told you the Ammonites, even though the Most High said don't mess with them, his distant cousins, okay? they distant cousins. And if you go in Genesis, you will know, okay? It's not propaganda. Just because people don't know does not mean what I say ain't so, okay? Abraham's nephew, that's his line, okay? Are they not related? Yes, they are. All right, hold on. 
Mm -hmm. Am Ammon and Moab. Okay, that's um Abraham's nephew's people. Okay, and the people of Yahuda did evil in the sight of the Most High. Oh, I'm exhausted. Honestly, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted at the nonsense. It is exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. Oh my goodness. They provoked the most high to jealousy more than all that their fathers have done. See, you see that stiff neckedness of the children at uh, Yahuda? This is why they got scattered. This is why. If you notice, the rest of them didn't get scattered like Yahuda did because they just something else, honey. Ooh. Think about the most pig-headed and ignorant person you ever dealt with and magnify that to a whole nation. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to read it again. They provoked the most high to jealousy or more than all that their fathers have done. And when the most high say you provoked him to jealousy, it means that you did stuff that you didn't have no business doing. You was idolatrous or lusting after something. You was being very fleshly. That's what you was doing. And you provoked the most high to anger. That's what it was. Okay. And their sins, which they had committed for, they also built themselves idols. Oh gosh. Okay. And sacred pillars to Asherim for the goddess of Asherah. You, mm, I, I don't have nothing else to say. I'm just going to keep reading. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I just can't. These were on very high, on a very high hill and under every exhilarant tree. There were also male cult prostitutes in, it, ugh, in the land. So there go another, um, there's another sin. Male cult prostitutes in the land. Children of uh, Yahuda, y'all, it's too much. They committed repulsive acts of the nations, which the Most High, <sighs> dear El, dispossessed before Yasharal. I can't, I don't even know what to say. I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't know what to say. It this um reading this, it's just uh, it makes you want to get in the time machine and just slap everybody. Get back in there, slap everybody, and come back to um <laughs> today's time. Just give them a couple of slaps in the face. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'ma move on. Now in the fifth year of King Rigaboam. Shai Shak, the king of Egypt, Jeroboam's brother-in-law, came up against Jerusalem. He took away the treasures of the house, the temple of the Most High, and the treasures of the king's house, and he took away everything, and he took all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. Now, let me stop this right here, and I'm going to say this. From this time, from Solomon having a lot of uh, uh, jewels and, and whatever else, wealth in every way imaginable, okay? And he sinned. Mosiah gave his kingdom to his son, one piece of it, and gave the rest of the kingdom to somebody else, which they messed up. 
Remember, it still left the kingdom with wealth beyond wealth. Okay? So now, when um, Solomon's son is sinning, the Most High is allowing the wealth to be taken away. So now I ask you from here, from, from what I'm reading now till today, where do you think a lot of that wealth that a lot of nations that came into um, Israel back in the days, the fourth kingdom, well, all of the kingdoms, the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, where do you think they got their wealth? By going in people's nations, going to kill them and taking their stuff. That's how it is. It, according to Daniel, the first kingdom was Babylon. Because before Babylon, it was um, Egypt, which is Mizraim. So we ain't even going to count Egypt. But right, right here, Egypt stole all the treasures from Solomon's house. So that's where they got their treasures. I'm not saying Egypt didn't have their own treasures. They did. But at this time in First Kings, they stole the stuff and went back. So from there, because through all these wars, uh, all the riches were stolen from Solomon's house. That's the children of Israel went to um, to Egypt. I'm just saying Egypt for the sake of Egypt, but it's Mishraim. Then later on, when the second kingdom came and reigned, I just want you to think about something. When the second kingdom came to reign, which is the Medes and the Persians, they stole from Egypt because they conquered Egypt. When somebody's coming to conquer, they got to conquer the, the mightiest first and then they get everything else. So they came and stole with um with Egypt stole. Okay, the Medes and the Persians, and then Greeks came and conquered um, the Medes and the Persians or the Persians and stole all the stuff that they had stole. And then Rome came and stole all the stuff that they stole. And on top of all that, they mixing and mingling. That's why the people look like that over there. So they stealing everything. So I ask you, What's in these people's countries now that stole all of that? Their historical forefathers stole. It does it belong to them? By thievery, it does. But the truth, it doesn't. The truth is, it doesn't. Understand that and know that. I just want you to understand where all this stuff is because I need you to understand what's going on in Revelation. And I hate to be all over the place, but uh, you know that the great whore were all these rubies and diamonds and all this gold and all this stuff, where you think that came from? Conquering and stealing other people's stuff. The great whore on the dragon is the Catholic Church. Where's the Catholic Church? In Rome, the fourth kingdom that stole from the third kingdom, that stole from the second kingdom, that stole from the first kingdom, that stole from Solomon and whoever else had gold in that area. That's what I need you to understand. Back to what I was saying. So King Rigoboam made bronze shields to replace them and handed them over to the captains of the palace guard to guard the guard to guard the doorway of the king's house. And as often as the king went into the house of the most high, the guards would carry them and bring them back to the guard room. Oh gosh. Now as for the rest of the acts of Rigoboam. 
and everything that he did, they were written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings, which is coming up soon, of Yahuda. There was also war between Rigaboam and Jeroboam continually, of course, because they wanted only one king to rule. This is why they kept fighting, of course. And it was all Israel, civil war. That's what it was. Uh, I'm not even going to say that. It's exhausting. And Rigoboam slept with his fathers. That means he died. And he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And he wasn't no good. He was not a good king. His mother's name was Nama. The Ammonite. The Ammonitis. Good grief. Okay. Lot is her forefather. Lot who is Abraham's nephew. Yup, is the forefather. You don't believe that? You better go to the book of um, uh, Genesis. Know that. You see how everybody's connected in a uh, long distance way? And everybody is connected in a long distance way. However, however, there are also things, humanoid types of beings that walk on this earth that look like humans. Check the DNA. Because there are humanoid, um, different types of humanoid species walking around with flesh. Okay? Know that and understand that. You'll know them by their DNA. Moving on. All right. Now we are in chapter 15. Here's the highlights. Uh, one through six is Abijam's or Abijams, I, I'm just going to say Abijams, A-B-I-J-A-M. Abijams, wicked reign, Asus succeeds him. Oh, I'm sorry. One through six is Abijams, um, wicked reign. Seven through eight is Asus succeeds him. Nine through 15 is Asus, good reign. 16 through 22, the war between Basha and him causes him to make a league with Bed Hadad. 23 to 24, Jehoshaphat succeeds Asa. 25 to 26, Nabed, wait, Nabad's wicked reign. 27 through 30, Basha conspiring against him executes Ahijah's prophecy, 31 to 32. Nabad's act of and death and 33 to 34 Basha's wicked reign these words these I mean people's names yeah okay Abijam reigns over Yahuda in the 19th year of King Jeroboam the son of Nebat Abijam became king over Yahuda he reigned three years in Jerusalem his mother was Macca, the granddaughter of Absalom. You know who Absalom is. But his real name was Absalom. But you know they said Absalom. I told you these names are not um, the real names. Anyway, he walked in all the sins of idolatry that his father Rigoboam did. 
and his heart was not devoted to the most high. His L, like the heart of his father, his forefather David. Oh, he was not in, he was not devoted like his forefather David. But um Absalom, he was wicked. You already know Absalom was David's son. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the most high gave him the lamp of the throne. So he let him have a king. Remember, he he said that to Solomon. Oh, I'm taking the kingdom from you, but I'm only gonna give I'm gonna give it to your son because I promise that David will be reigning. His his um line will be reigning forever. That's what he said. That's the the blessing that the Most High said. But because David's um progeny started being wicked, he said, "I'm not gonna give you the whole Yasharel. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you the line of Yahuda and a piece of Benjamin." And look what they're doing to it, running it down in the ground with wickedness. So again, nevertheless, for David's sake, the Most High, his El, gave him a lamp, descendant of the throne in Jerusalem, setting up his son after him and establishing Jerusalem. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Most High and had not turned aside to wickedness from one side or another, from everything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of the betrayal of Uriah that's when he stole Uriah's wife that's when he sinned aside from that he was good so I told you everybody falls short everybody because the devil's down here you must stay full at all times my friend stay full yes focus we could all fall at any time this is why you have to stay humble you getting puffed up and acting like you know better than everybody else and this is how I'm doing it and nobody ain't gonna tell me nothing and all the rest of that stuff, that's the devil messing with you. Because the Most High's, uh-uh. The Most High's children's humble and they stay ready because they understand at any time the devil could come in. Moving on. There were, there was war between Rigoboam and Abijam's father. And Jeroboam, all the days of Rigoboam's life. So you know there was war. The most high already said that too. It's gonna be all kinds of stuff in the house. Now, for so the rest of the acts of Abijam, everything that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yahuda? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. Asa succeeds Abijam. Abijam slept with his fathers in death and they buried him in the city of David. Asa, the son um, of Abijam, became king in his place. So in the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Yasharel, Asa began to reign as king over Yahuda. He reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. His great-grandmother was Maka, the daughter of Absalom know that and remember he reigned 41 years and the other one only reigned a few years that's because he was wicked the most i ain't gonna let you reign too long and you wicked child please okay asa did what was right in the most high's eyes so he upheld the law statutes precepts and commands of the most high so he was a good king Asa listened 
Okay, Asa listened. And he did what was uh, right, according to David, his forefather. He expelled the male cult prostitutes, which are sodomites. Male prostitutes are called sodomites. Uh-huh. You already know what a sodomite is. It's according to the most high. Okay. And he removed all the idols from his father, Solomon, Rickaboam, and Abijam had made. Mm-hmm. You already know Solomon messed up big time. I told you already. There's a lot of books about that. Huh. He also disposed, um, excuse me, deposed his great-grandmother, Macca, from being queen mother because she had made a horrible and obscene vulgar image of the goddess Ashtaroth. Uh-huh. He did, did her in too. Asa cut down her horrid image and he burnt it by the brook Kidron. But the high place of idol worship, he did not remove. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was entirely devoted to the Most High all his days. Uh-huh. You see, he wasn't 100% golden in the Most High's eyes, but he, he did good. He wasn't 100% golden, but he did good. I told you, you can, there's no perfection, especially concerning the flesh. He brought the things which his father had dedicated and the things which he had dedicated into the house of the most high gold, silver, and utensils and accessories. Mm -hmm. Now there was war between Asa and Basha, the king of Yasharel, all their days. Civil war. Brethren. Basha, the king of Yasharel, went up against Yahuda and fortified Ramna, north of Jerusalem, in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to Asa, the king of Yahuda. Then Yahuda took all the silver and gold and left in the treasuries in the house of the Most High and the treasuries of the place, the palace of the kingdom, and handed them over to his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion, king of Aram, which is Syria, excuse me, Syria, who lived in Damascus, saying, let there be a, oh, here we go. Here we go. He then sent all the stuff the gold and all that to Syria. Syria wasn't your friend. Syria was not your friend. Let there be a treaty between me and you as there was between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you a gift of silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Basha, king of Yasharel, so that he will withdraw. Hold on. From me. So instead of praying to the Most High for victory and um, not killing the king, but coming to some sort of, this is what he could have asked for, coming to some sort of agreement, because remember that is their brethren. 
Instead of praying to the most high, what he did is took the gold and the silver and went to a heathen nation to help him fight his brethren. Is that not um, breaking the laws? You see, I'm going to point out as much law breaking from the children of Israel that I possibly can, just to let you know how important the laws needed to be upheld. And this is why the Most High is doing what he's doing. So Ben Hadad listened to King Asa and sent his commanders. Now, this is how he had to do. He had to bribe them of his armies against the city of Yasharel and conquered Ajan Dan, Abel Bathmaka, and the Chinaroth, the region of the Sea of Galilee, along with all the land of Naphtali. Then Basha heard about it. He stopped fortifying Ramah and stayed in Tarath. Then King Asa made a proclamation to all Judah. None was exempt. And they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber with which Basha had built the fortifications. And King Asa built them with the border. He built them the border fortresses at Gibba of Benjamin and Mizpah. Jehoshaphat succeeds Asa. Now, as for the rest of the acts of Asa, all his might, everything he did in the cities which he's built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Yahuda? But during the time of his old age, he had a foot disease. We don't know what that was. Asa slept. Hold on. Oh. He didn't accumulate a foot disease. We don't know what that was. Asa then slept with his forefathers and was buried in the city of the kings where David is. Jehoshaphat ran and reigned in his steed, his place. Nadab and Basha rules over Yasharal. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, began to reign over Yasharal in the second year of Asa, the king of Yahuda, and reigned over Yasharal for two years. You see, two years. He did evil. You see how Asa uh, had a long stretch of rule? And how you're going to notice some of these kings, a lot of these kings, they're not going to rule a long time because they're wicked. He did evil in the sight of the Most High. He walked in the way of his father, Jeroboam. And his sin of idolatry, which with which he made Israel sin. So he made Israel sin with his idolatry. So he brought down the whole kingdom. Basha, the son of Ahijah, of the house of Issachar, conspired against Nadab and Basha and struck him down at Gibbethon. Gibbeth, yeah, Gibbethon. With belonged to the Philistines, while Nadab and all Yasharel was laying siege. Ugh, I couldn't even get it out. To Gibbeth. On. So Basha killed Nadab 
in the third year of Asa, king of Yahuda, and reigned in his place. Ooh, it's even hard for me to get this stuff out of my mouth because it's so vile. As soon as he was king, Basha struck down all the house of Jeroboam. He did not leave for Jeroboam anyone alive, but he destroyed them in accordance to the word of the Most High. Aha, the Most High's word will be done. Nobody's stopping it. Which he has spoken through his servant, Ahijah the Shilonite. Okay. Because of the sins committed by Jeroboam and which he made Yasharel commit, uh-huh, idolatry, and because he provoked the most high to anger, now as for the rest of Nadab's act and everything that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Yasharel? War with Yehuda, civil war. This is the nonsense. There was war between Asa and Basha, the king of Yasharel, all their days. So that's all they did was have war. In the third year of Asa, king of Yahuda, Basha, the son of Ahijah, became king over all Yasharel in Tarzah, the capital city, and reigned 24 years. He did evil in the sight of the Most High and walked in the way of Jeroboam and his sin of idolatry with which he made Yasharel sin. This is the nonsense of the kings. The kings are something else. They are something else. And they determine to do whatever they want to once they get in power. Do you think, Um. well, this is what I'm going to ask you. Think about what's happening today. Think about the powerful governments today and how wrong they are and how they still move steamful or what is it, steam full ahead? Yeah, steam full ahead with wickedness. And they know they're wrong. They will still keep doing whatever they want to do. You think the Most High is not going to get after them? Oh, yes, he is. The Most High is going to get all the wicked people. I already told you, as you continue to listen to the consummation of the time, you'll find out how wicked people are and how um, the Most High is going to do away with all them. And if he don't get you here, you naturally won't be going to the next life. You'll find out. Anyway, with that, um, that ends this lesson for today. I hope that you enjoyed this lesson. I hope that you learned some. I hope that it edifies you. I also hope that you enjoy your weekend. Um, continue loving on your family, supporting them, um, taking comfort in your family, having a blessed day. Um, meditating on the word and glorifying the most high and getting rest. And with that, until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnote Q&A at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is 
you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.